What up, everybody? Well, I'm live again. If I can put my headphones on here. Jesus, I'm always so unprepared when I do these by myself. Anyways, what up? Thanks for coming in and hanging out with me again. Uh, this is going to be a different episode. I'm going to do an episode about the fucking Fire Festival <clears throat> on this podcast. Uh, Fire Festival is a failed music festival that happened in the Bahamas a couple years ago. Uh, 2017, I think it's in the news recently because a couple documentaries just got made about it, uh, on Netflix and Hulu. So, uh, fire festival was like a fest put on by jaw rule and this other fuck named Billy. Uh, it's crazy. It's like something that's like, um, I remember hearing about it when it was happening on social media because it was just like the new thing happening or going on. And uh, I'm not really sure um, exactly uh, what people would remember about it back in the day, but uh, it kind of like took over social media on Instagram and Facebook for a little bit. Uh, they posted all these little orange squares. Um, but anyway, so Firefest was this fucking music festival advertised to be this luxury music festival down in the fucking Bahamas. And they sold tickets for like $2,500 or something crazy. They advertised like a treasure hunt and like all this crazy shit that would happen. Like you would get like fine dining from, uh, like celebrity chefs while you're there and like all this fucking ridiculous bullshit. And, uh, and apparently they sold something ridiculous, like thousands of tickets. It was like 8,000 tickets or 20,000 tickets or some bullshit to this fucking music festival that wasn't actually going to happen. So it was a company called fire media back in the day. And they just decided to do a music festival and, like, literally not prepared, had no preparation, no plans, just were like, fuck yeah, let's do a music festival. Um, and it failed hardcore. Like, kids showed up, there was nowhere to fucking stay. Um, it was a fucking disaster. They literally stayed in makeshift, like, tents made out of Hurricane Katrina relief uh, tents that were, like, left over. Uh, and I could be butchering like all of this. It's not really the point. The point is I wanted to talk about, uh, the fact that they made two documentaries about it on Hulu and Netflix, both at the same time. And it's kind of fucking fascinating. Uh, I don't know if I have 30 minutes worth of shit to talk about on this subject, but we're going to see, we're going to go for it. Um, so fucking Hulu and Netflix both decide to do documentaries about this shit. And I'm not doing this podcast to, like, save you time. Definitely fucking watch them. Uh, they're pretty interesting. I watch both of them. I think you I think you pretty much, if you, if you watch one, you pretty much have to watch the other, in my opinion. Because there's so much shit in uh, the Netflix one that's not in Hulu. And there's so much shit in the Hulu one that's not in Netflix. And you get, like, two different sides of the story. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so I watched the Netflix one first. Um... So the Netflix one actually came out four days after the Hulu one. So it's interesting. 
Uh, they both started uh, making documentaries about it. And Hulu, uh, like the day Netflix started advertising for theirs, Hulu dropped theirs. So it's basically like Netflix was releasing news, news articles like, oh, uh, we have this documentary coming out, Fire Festival, all this shit. And uh, fucking Hulu's like banking off of their advertising and people are going and watching the one on Hulu because one on Netflix didn't exist for four fucking days. So that's pretty fucking interesting. Um, but it's like a scandalous thing. Like um, this guy fucking, oh Jesus, this guy, Billy is getting sued for this shit for the fire festival. And uh, right now he's in prison. He's already in prison. Spoiler alert. I feel like you can't spoil this shit though. It's like a current event. Like it already happened. Like it was already in the news like 20 years ago. So you can't really fucking spoil that, right? Um, Not 20 years ago, two years ago. So you can't really spoil that. So he's in prison already. But while they're making the documentaries... Fuckface signs a contract to do Netflix's documentary. And, like, half of his staff, like, did the Netflix documentary. Like, a bunch of people. Like, the only, like, main guy who didn't do, like, the Netflix doc is, like, Ja Rule. It's like, it seems like everyone else did the Netflix doc. Um, but, uh, so Netflix fucking gets the guy who deceived all the people... And got him to go to this fake fucking music festival. Gets the guy to do their documentary. Which is kind of fucked up. Like they're going to fucking bring this guy in. And like pay him money. uh, To do a documentary. About something that he like basically scammed people. Out of millions of dollars to do. But. um, Regardless. uh, Netflix hires him to do the fucking documentary. And then Hulu fucking offered him more money. So he does the Hulu documentary, um, which is crazy. So he's in the Hulu documentary and he's not in the Netflix one. And it's really interesting, like seeing how the different documentaries like developed because like Hulu got that interview and Netflix didn't. It would have been really interesting to see how Netflix did it. Um, But he's in the Hulu one and it's weird. Like they ask him questions and he's like, I'm not going to comment on that. And at one point he's like, I need a five minute break. And the guy's like, what the fuck do you need a break for? And he's like, I'm taking a personal break. And like, it's weird. Like even, even after it all happens, like the guy's still basically like a fucking sociopath. Like, like he has no remorse. For all of the shit he did for people, or two people, rather, eating's good on the podcast, um, he has no remorse for what he did, and he's, like, talking about it, like, I was a big boy, I made my own decisions, can't really blame anyone but me, and it's kind of random, like, I don't understand how you... Scam people out of millions of dollars and then don't care. Like, he genuinely doesn't care. I'm so sorry. He doesn't care at all that he scammed millions of dollars from people. And it's, like, the weirdest fucking thing. You gotta watch the documentary. 
Like he even makes comments about like he has ongoing legal proceedings and he can't make comments about shit. Like it looks like he's like literally like carefully choosing his words because he knows he's going to prison. It's the craziest fucking thing. It's so so deceptive and deceiving. Um and uh what's crazy is so he, he stops doing it and this is at the end of the Netflix one. He uh fucking continues scamming people out of money. He like goes back to doing what he used to do and like sells fake tickets to shit and uh sells fake tickets to uh the Super Bowl and like random stuff and and starts scamming money from people all over again after he's already been like indicted and shit. And like people are uh, he's like out on bail. He, yeah, he's out on bail. I'm fucking this up so hard. Jesus, this isn't what I planned for this podcast. <laughs> he's out on bail and he goes back to doing the same shit. It's just so wild. I think it, it really says a lot about like the age of social media and how like, um, and how gullible all of us are as a society. Like it's so crazy that there's all these teenagers out there who well, not just teenagers, but like 20 year olds who paid money to go to this festival, like literally flew to the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever the fuck it was. Bahamas, Bahamas, Jamaica, whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, and like, I, I can't believe for one, how many people have this much money to just spend on going to music festivals. Like that's what blew my mind. First of all, like the amount of people who just have like five grand to drop on a music festival, like it is, it's substantial. Like there's, um, there's a lot of money to be made. Like a lot of the times you wonder, like you think about shit like that, like how do people make money off of this shit or how much, like how do blah, blah, blah. It's like there are a lot of people paying stupid money for stupid shit, man. Like it is absolutely insane. The amount of stuff out there that people just spend their money on. And Fire Festival is one of them. Fire Festival is one of them. It's crazy. Like it it shows the the documentary shows like all these people, like influencers, social media influencers. And it's crazy. Like it really opened my eyes to how many like social media influencers are out there in the world. Like I had no idea. I didn't know who any of those people were. But apparently they have hundreds of thousands of followers online and they're social media influencers. And I had no idea the amount of like attention these people get and the amount of free shit they get and the amount of things they go to just because they're paid to post about it on social media and people fucking like buy shit because they post about it or whatever. Like and like. Firefest took advantage of social media influencers to become famous to begin with. So it's just insane to me that um, it's insane to me that they're out there advertising like a fake festival and basically like influencers, like the same people who went to the festival and got fucked over with fans are the same people who got the fans to go. Like it's such a weird phenomenon thing of shit happening something's going on with my fucking stream sorry out there if uh but you're watching i'm dropping frames it says i have no idea why stream's fucked up but the podcast's going okay uh audio is always so much easier than video what can you fucking do though 
But it's just insane how many influencers are out there and how much shit happens just because of them. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought about it or even put any thought into it. Um, I just, like, I, I had no idea how much kids follow just because of the people they follow on social media. Like, and it really is, like, the difference in in like our generations. Like I feel like I'm in the generation where like we were at the cusp of like the good shit in social media. Like we were the MySpace to Facebook transition generation. Like we had all of the cool fucking illegal shit like limeware and all that stuff. But we were like little like teens when that was happening. We weren't like already the older teenagers or like 20 year olds at that point in time. Um, so it's weird. It's weird. Like, I don't, I just follow like a select amount of like celebrities and like, you know, like, like people that like, I like to follow, I guess. But like, I had no idea. There's all these fucking people who are followed by just tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of teenagers. And like, I I just like, it's mind blowing the amount of famous people and the world's that like they create and like the shit you're not even aware of. Like it's like, I try to stay on the top on top of like a lot of uh, current events and current things going on, but there's a whole world out there that I am just so fucking unaware of social media influencers and who the hot names are and trending fucking topics and all this shit. Like trending topics is easy. It's a fucking section you read, but I have no idea who half these fucking people are that are like fucking doing this shit. It's just, it's wild. Like, everyone knows the big ones, like the Jenners and the the Kardashians and all that shit. But there's tons of them. There's tons of smaller ones, tons of bigger ones, like tons of uh, just Instagram people who literally don't do anything but Instagram posts and make thousands of money on Instagram. Like, it's crazy. But the, the world of influencers, like, generated this entire scheme, basically, and made the whole thing fucking possible. It's the most absurd thing like ever. Yeah, my shit's all shit's all fucked up. It's all retarded. Oh, I shouldn't say that, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, my stream's failing hard. Sorry about that out there, everybody. I guess sometimes it's uh it's just gonna happen with with streaming. That's what happens. Sometimes you get bad video quality and then the stream goes down and you can't do shit about it. I could just try to restart it. Uh, Now it'll be difficult to post these videos, but at least the stream's going. Whatever. No one watches these goddamn videos anyway, huh? Um... So anyway, sorry about that. If you're out there listening, thanks for bearing with me. I really appreciate anyone who's listening to these fucking podcasts or fucking tuning in. Uh, I feel like I I really want to continue doing these podcasts because like I have some friends who are doing podcasts and I really enjoy listening to theirs. And I feel like if we encourage each other and keep going, it'll be easier. So it's a lot easier to uh, remind myself like, you know, there's people out there who will fucking like your shit. So. Um, anyways, yeah, fire festival, probably one of the 
wildest things that no one fucking talked about. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things that like it took over social media. It was really big, really clear, crazy, crazy what was going on out there. And then it was just dead over with. It was in the media for like two days after it happened. And now it's like it's in the media more now than it was because of the documentaries and also the controversy around the documentaries that got made. So one of the biggest issues with the documentaries is um, the company called fuck Jerry uh, or Jerry media um, did the social media marketing basically for, for fire festival. Um, So one of the, the really weird things is they're the ones who advertise the festival They're the ones who promoted the festival. They're the ones who got people to go to the festival, sold tickets and shit. But they're also the ones profiting from making a documentary about how much the the festival failed. And it's really interesting. Like people like uh, were hating on the founders of Fuck Jerry uh, after the shit came out because because they made money off of the shit. Like they made 30 grand off of doing the social media advertising, which they say wasn't even the full amount. Like they were supposed to make like 300,000 or some bullshit, but they only made, they only ended up making, uh, you know, 30 grand. And so when this documentary came out, they created this GoFundMe. The guys from Jerry media created this fucking GoFundMe for like victims of the, of what happened. And then the guy donates the thirty thousand back to the to the GoFundMe, and he's like, "I donated the money back. Like, don't worry, I'm a good guy." Blah blah blah. But like, no one's fucking getting at him for being like, "How much money did you make off making the fucking documentary for Netflix?" Like, he donated thirty thousand dollars back to the fucking victims, but no one fucking cares. That he made probably over a million dollars to make the fucking documentary and put it on Netflix. It's fucking horseshit. And that's the shit that like that's the thing you got to look into about all this shit on social media and getting riled up about like the stuff happening and all the bullshit out there going on. Like you never know what kind of scandalous shit is happening in the sidelines. Like those motherfuckers acted like they were all high and mighty. Oh, we donated 30,000 back to the victims. Like, don't even worry. Like we did the right thing, blah, blah, blah. All while they made the fucking documentary that highlighted the victims to begin with and are profiting off of them. Even though they're the ones who made them victims to begin with. They're the ones who promoted the goddamn festival. So it's just this crazy ass backwards fucking bullshit where it's like, how is that even okay, man? Like, you guys are literally profiting off of all these fucking people and deceiving them, acting like the good guys. Like, I don't know. I definitely have followed the fuck Jerry Instagram account for a while. And I, I for sure am not following them anymore. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, uh, like I'll, I'll see your shit online for sure, but I don't have to like support your company. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. It's, it's like, uh, it's so weird in this world of like, call out culture and like everyone being overly aggressive about shit and calling people out online. It's, it's, it's wild that people would be so ballsy to make a documentary about something that they fucking made happen. Like they helped fire festival 
fucking happened. They helped sell all the tickets. They helped people fucking hear about it. And then they helped people hear about how fucking of a much of a disaster it was two years later and profited off a fucking documentary. It's just wild. It's like, it's like shit you hear about of like, you know, like when you meet someone who like has really good intentions and he's like a really good guy. And then, you know, he turns out to be, you know, like a drug dealer or a fucking money launderer, you know, worse, like a child rapist or something crazy like that. And you're just like, what the fuck? Never would have saw it coming. It's like watching the documentary, watching the documentary. I would have had no idea that the people in the documentary, Jerry Media, are the ones making the documentary. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't have any idea about what was happening. And all while they're like counting that stack of bills from you fucking watching the documentary. They're like, ha keep viewing it, motherfuckers. Keep tuning in. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the fucking money. It's like the wildest shit. It doesn't make any sense, like, that people just let this shit happen in today's society. But I guess, like, what can you do about it? Like, there's nothing any of us can do, right? There's nothing, I don't know. I guess I could just say it in my podcast and hope people hear about it and fucking stop following Fuck Jerry. I guess if you get enough people out there to fucking stop following him, you'll call attention to it. But my uh, 10 10 listener podcast isn't going to make a difference here, so... Hey, maybe share and just tell your friends. I don't know. (laughs) It's just so wild. Like, it it really makes you wonder how much more, like, skeptical, skeptical? I don't know what the word is. How much shady shit's going on in the world. How many people are, are, like, pulling one over on you and you have no fucking idea. It's so fucking weird. It's like, it's, it it makes you, uh, it's like so hard to like see the good in things or people when you like find out about things like that. You're like, man, like, thank God someone made a documentary to like shed light on this. And like, oh man, thank God someone made a GoFundMe and like, oh, that's so great. And then it's like, all of that is still so tainted. It's all so tainted along the lines of like. It's like it loses how powerful it is along the way because of how tainted it is. It's so sad. It's so weird. Like, you got to watch these documentaries and fucking make an opinion for yourself. But it's it's just wild the amount of shit that happened. Like, they ordered $2 million worth of alcohol and had no way of paying for it. Like, they rented out uh, $50,000 villas to people. And um, they didn't have villas to rent out. You know, they they told people there would be jet ski rentals. They sold people wristbands and asked them to load money on the wristbands. And they it was just a whole con the whole time. Like they made the wristbands specifically to steal more money from people. Like it's wild. The amount of shit in the documentary is just endless. It's just a never ending circle of shit. It's, it's and, and it's crazy that like there were employees who knew how bad it was and they felt like they couldn't do anything or say anything. And, it, and it's crazy, like in today's society, how much that happens of like you have a shitty boss or you have something shady going on at work or, or something shitty's going on. And there's literally nothing anyone can do. Or at least that's how they feel. 
You know, that they don't feel like there's anything they can do. They feel like they can't talk up to their boss. They feel like they can't go to the press. And it's all about like, then I'm not going to get paid. Then I'm not going to have a livelihood. Then I'm going to get blackballed. I'm never gonna, never going to work again. And it's like we as a society got to stop like victimizing the um, like the whistleblowers, basically. Like we really need to raise them up and be like, look, man, what you did was the right thing. Like all one of those employees from Fire Festival could have picked up the phone, called someone in America at the new. Like they were a lot of them were very well connected. Like one of the social media guys booked all the talent, like booked one Blink One Eighty Two, and like booked all these big bands. It's like. That guy could have called one fucking contact, Blink-182 or whoever, and then, like, please post this on Twitter that this is a scam and it's not happening. Like, it's just insane that, like, nothing does anything. And, like, that's what happens. I think that's, like, the biggest lesson to learn from that documentary is, like, you can do something. Like, you can speak out and say something if you see, like, an injustice or whatever, like, something bad happening. You can fucking speak up. You can say something. You can fucking talk back to your employer or whoever the fuck it is. If it's something so fucking wrong. I'm not saying you have to like get yourself in trouble and get fired for something fucking stupid. But if you find out your employer is embezzling millions of dollars from teenagers and 20 year olds for a fake music festival. You should feel empowered to fucking stop it. Like. You're going to fucking sell the book rights to that hopefully afterwards and be like, yeah, this is what fucking happened to me. You're going to get famous from interviews. Hopefully I just like, it's so sad that people are so afraid to say anything about anything these days. Like it's so wild. I was just talking to my girlfriend about how it's sad, like for mental health awareness in this country, like you're not allowed to bring shit up. Like you're not allowed to say, Hey, Like, I'm having these thoughts. Like, it's like you're immediately, like, locked up or, like, shunned for, like, having, like, inappropriate thoughts or whatever, you know? And it's like you should be able to tell someone and be like, I know I need help. Like, please help me get help type of shit. It shouldn't always be, like, this weird, like, oh, no, don't say anything because we're going to have to put you on medication or put you in a cell or whatever. And it's like. Dude, I should be able to have a conversation with someone about, like, thoughts I'm having without being chastised for it and <clears throat> losing my fucking livelihood, you know? It's just so sad. Anyways, that's a weird tangent to go on. Firefest, Fucking watch the documentaries. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know what you think about them. It's fucking crazy. The whole thing's fucking crazy. I don't understand how... We have, um, the guy got sentenced to six years. Like, it's crazy that in this country you can, like, sell weed and get sentenced to, like, way more than that, 10 years, or cocaine or something. And then you can uh, defraud your investors and, like, all these people rip off all these people, get all this money. The guy had to forfeit, like, $26 million when he went to prison. Like, that's how much money he just had. So it's, like... What the fuck was happening <clears throat> with all these people money? That, like that guy was just putting it in his bank account or something like it's wild. It's absolutely wild. And we only give him six years for prison. It's like that guy should get locked up forever. He shouldn't be allowed out. He's a true sociopath. Like you can watch the documentary. Like he has no emotion. He does not understand basic human, human interaction. Like he's a, 
<coughs> like a show off, like very flashy. It's so weird. Like Google sociopath and then read the definition and watch that documentary and tell me I'm not right. Like it's fucking crazy. Anyways, I'm going to end that here. Um, this was just a quick fire, fire fest podcast. Um, if anyone wants to talk about it. And like I said, I'm trying to do a lot of these shorter podcasts too, just to get my numbers up and, uh, but also get shit out there. Like if anyone hears this, wants to talk about fire fest and they come on the podcast, I would love to talk about it with someone. Um, hopefully this is just kind of gauges people's area of where I'm at on opinions for shit and we can go from there. But Hey, let me know. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Hit me up on Twitter at M-I-A-Z Podcast. Please follow me on Twitch. Follow me on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all the good shit. Um, All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Peace.